Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You could start by going to a play party. It's one of the first things we did. We signed up for Lifestyle Lounge. This is like eight years ago, by the way. And we went to, I think it was a Halloween party in Palm Springs. There were hundreds of people there. It was so not our vibe. Um, it was very entertaining and beautiful. You know, there are people everywhere. There are sensual little corners and rooms and people playing. Welcome back to Open Late Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari, and this week I am bringing you another solo episode, and this topic is likely the most asked about thing. It's the the most frequent question I get. Um, It is the topic that I think people want to scratch at the most because so many are curious about open relationships, but haven't yet started or dove into practicing non-monogamy. So today, we are going to talk about just that. How do I start being non-monogamous, right? Whether you are coupled, you're like, how do my partner and I open up? Or uncoupled and dating or somewhere in between. If you're interested in non-monogamy or polyamory, this is the episode you do not want to miss. But first... um, We are doing something new at Openly, and I think this is going to be really interesting. I've always been really inspired by uh, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets that he will have people read on his show. And so today, I am going to be reading some of my meanest comments from the internet to all of you, Um, because I don't often comment back. Um, It's not something I do. In the beginning of the show, I did a couple of times like, well, that's not true. And I would, you know, try to explain why. But I learned very quickly that that took up way too much of my time and it was pointless. Um, If I see that someone is really curious and wants me to respond because they actually care about the answer or want to, you know, learn, be educated around these topics, then I will. But when someone says, you know, or maybe develop a moral compass, Um, as a comment on one of my posts, I'm just not going to entertain that. And that is what Bob Young 39 said on Instagram. So without further ado, here are some of the most recent mean uh, responses, reviews, online bullying that we have encountered here at Open Late. Um, I had someone tell me, um, this is Jim F6 No 22. Tell me you're impatient and shallow without telling me you're impatient and shallow. 
have issues with one person, meh, just replace them. You're trash. Um, yeah, I mean, that's your opinion. A couple of things that are wrong here is that when you are in a non-monogamous situation um, or relationship or polyamorous relationship as I am in, um, it requires a ton of patience and depth actually to hold space for multiple dynamic and loving relationships at the same time. And the thing is, we care about our partners so much that if there are issues that arise in between us, we choose to sort of dig in and work on them as opposed to just leaving that person or as, you know, as, as Jim Guy said, uh, replace them. Um, yeah. So I don't know, maybe I am trash, but I'd like to think that I'm not. And also like, whatever, if I am cool, let's move on. I had someone else say, um, just stay single. Then you don't have to come up with bullshit to justify it. Um, this is, you know, I can see this argument, but I think what happens is people who just get angry on the internet and want to sort of bully you or, you know, spew whatever kind of hate they want to, it's really that they're not understanding non-monogamy and polyamory. The thing is, most of us want connection and we just want a lot more connection than I think other people either want or other people believe that they can handle or they're capable of. So the just staying single thing doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, another one that I want to share is women will call anything empowerment to make themselves feel better about this fucked up garbage. Um, that doesn't even... We're not even going to – there's going to be no rebuttal there. I bet this is the same person, though, who absolutely loves the type of music where it's just men talking about, like, being pimps and, like, racking up their body count. That seems like this guy right here. The bummer is a lot of these comments that I pulled to potentially read today were born out of an episode that I did with my friend Anya about her relationship dynamic, which at the time was, um, was cuckolding which is where she would have relationships with other men um, and her husband didn't want to have them with other women and was just really interested in the developing relationships that she had. And it was really a power dynamic that they um, were sort of feeding and enjoying. And people just can't handle the idea of that. And so we got a comment like, divorce waiting to happen. You're both broken and deserve each other. Some people have the most disgusting fetishes. And it's just so wild to pull back and look at this um, because this type of dynamic happens all the time in lots of different ways where, um, you know, it's acceptable for a man to cheat or um, be unfaithful to his female partner um, because that's like the heteronormative dynamic. And although it's still shameful, it's much more widely accepted than if a woman steps out on her husband, then she's, you know, just an awful person. But what is happening here is an agreed upon dynamic that both partners are actually enjoying and benefiting from. It's part of their kink. It's part of like what they want to explore. It's been apparently very healing for both of them. But people are just unable to even fathom that. And I just want to point out that like 
if someone were in a monogamous relationship, exploring different power dynamics and kink or whatever, they likely wouldn't be getting like this amount of sort of scrutiny and online bullying and hate because that's the acceptable thing. You know, if you're in a monogamous relationship, people aren't rooting for you to fail. They're not, I hope you, I hope you get a divorce. Like <laughs> that's what a lot of this is about. So um, I'm just shedding light on these things because I think it's important to hear all sides. I, a lot of times, you know, have these beautiful conversations with people who are practicing and it's going well. And sometimes we'll talk about the challenges and sort of the, the big breakthroughs that we've had and the times that are, have not been so easy on my show, but we're not often talking about this, which is the worldview of this stigma at large that, you know, polyamory, non-monogamy, kink is inherently wrong, bad, um, you know, devious. And we just tend to, as a community, be way over-sexualized than what the things that we're expressing really warrant because this is happening anyway in a lot of relationships, just maybe not with the trust, awareness, and communication that's happening inside of non-monogamy. So, I hope that this has been interesting to hear and maybe learning lesson for everybody. Um, Yeah. In the meantime, um, part of like what I want to share is when you have a really taboo topic and when you are a sex positive person, the internet, A, comes up in arms, B, tries to ban you. Um, We recently had our Instagram account, you know, taken down and it was reinstated after only a week. Um, And they said, you know, this was a mistake. Um, But what happens is our content just gets pushed down, you know, especially in places like Instagram or TikTok where there is an algorithm. Um, You know, a lot of sex positive content creators and educators are constantly having to work two, three times as hard as anyone else sharing our information because it's just getting blocked. So what you can really do that's so helpful is make sure you're subscribed to the show. So many of you listen to the show every week, but you're not yet following on Spotify or subscribed on Apple or iTunes or YouTube. So please just take like 10, 15 seconds and subscribe in all those places. It makes a massive difference in our visibility and how we get recommended to other people that are searching for these topics. So I appreciate you all so much. Now let's get to the good stuff, which is how the hell do I start this journey um, as a solo, you know, polyamorous or non-monogamous person or as a couple? Now, if you haven't yet listened to episode 57, it is essentially all about how to tell your partner or people that you're dating that you are interested in practicing non-monogamy. So that's kind of like step one. So if you haven't yet gotten to that episode, go check it out because I give sort of a roadmap and a lot of things to think about and consider and some of the work to do on yourself internally um, and an audit to take of yourself and maybe your relationship if you're in one to know how to best approach your partner with this information and this topic. So go check that out. But if you're already in a place where you're like, I don't have a partner, so there's nobody to talk to about it. Or I have spoken to my partner and we're ready and we're excited and we want to dip our toes in, but we don't know where to start. 
here we go. So I would say the number one thing you can do is have lots of conversations. And I know it's like, yeah, 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 we get it. Communication's the most important thing, blah, blah, blah. But it truly is. There is nothing more important than having a clear understanding and being on the same page with your person when you want to embark on this journey. Um, and even if you are uncoupled, it helps you really communicate if you understand where exactly you are. And I want to say this about the same page. The same page doesn't have to mean like we want the same exact things, right? We have a lot of, um, you know, I talk about it on the show where there's a lot of heteronormative presenting couples um, like how I was when I first started dating Pasha um, who enter into this. And I'm like, I'm attracted to women. I want to explore. He's like, obviously, I'm attracted to women as well. Um, and I think that we should explore together. And that was the entry point for us. Um, but it doesn't have to be this way. So maybe you right off the bat know that you want to explore with other, you know, male partners, trans partners, whatever it is, non-binary folks, you can start that way. You and your partner do not have to want the exact same things out of this for it to work. So I think, understanding that from the beginning helps, you know, jump some hurdles that other couples go through when they think, oh, we're going to find the same person and we're going to carry on a relationship with that person. And they're going to like us equally and we're going to be as interested in them equally. That is just not always the case. And actually, it's a real challenge to find that. Um, so thinking about that and then thinking about like, what are your wants? needs, desires? What are the goals that go with it? You know, are you a um, solo person who is dating with the intention of finding a primary partner, but that who is also interested in non-monogamy where you can, you know, maybe that's your primary partner or a nesting partner that you want to build a life with, but then you want to still have the freedom to be open and have other sexual experiences? Or are you dating with the goal that you will always remain sort of open, non-monogamous, you're not looking for uh, a relationship hierarchy, right? And that lends itself into relationship anarchy where you just want to be that individual, um, you know, very, very, I'm my own person and I'm going to date and I'm not going to like put people in a ranking or on a pedestal, you know, so that's something to know. And that's something that you would want to communicate with people right off the bat because it's going to avoid confusion down the line. And maybe you're not sure and that's okay. But asking yourself these questions is so important. And then asking them of your partner, if you are in a relationship that's opening, you know, um, what are the goals? Do you want just really sexy, fun times when you're on vacation? Like, do you want to be you know, more in that vein? Do you want to find other couples where you could swap with? Are you interested in sex parties and, you know, orgies and that type of play? Are you interested in creating community in these spaces? Or is this something that you want just to be a little side fling thing that you have here and there? And it's okay if you and your partner want different things in those areas. That could be a tough pill to swallow because mononormativity sort of teaches us that we all want the same thing. We're all looking for like the love of our lives and it's the person that we're devoted to until the day we die and maybe we're going to raise a family together. Um, but that's just not the case for everyone. 
And so maybe your partner wants more casual encounters, whereas you want to build more of a relationship and consistency with another partner, like just one other partner. Um, And they're like, I want to go to a play party and I want to hook up with people, but I don't want to carry on intimate, you know, connections with them after that night. Um, It can be really hard for people to open up to that space that, that both partners can have those needs met and they don't have to look the same. That was one of my challenges when Pasha and I first started. And it wasn't a super challenge for me, but it was like, I was a bit judgmental, to be honest, coming from a more traditional conservative background where I was like, you know, a serial monogamous, where I would just monogamous, where I would have relationships with men only, and they're the only people I would sleep with. And then I wouldn't be single for very long in between having my next boyfriend. And Pasha, my husband, had been single for a long time, had dated lots of women and not really taking it into too many monogamous relationships, but he had a lot of, you know, single time, fun, casual encounters. And so when we started, he was more interested in just having those fun times, not really investing a lot in anyone else. And I was like very uncomfortable with casual sex personally. And so it was hard for me to hold the types of experiences that he wanted to have without feeling edgy and feeling like uncomfortable. And so it was a lot for me to work through, which is so interesting now because now those are the types of experiences that I want more of because I never had them when I was younger, mainly because of shame, not because like I didn't want to have them. Um, I wouldn't even allow myself to entertain that that's something that I could want or did have until I was in this committed, very safe and secure relationship where I was being encouraged to um, find my sexual empowerment and freedom. And so I'm super grateful. But I'm sharing this story to let you know that it is so normal. If not, it is the norm that you and your partner are going to want different things out of your non-monogamy. Now, if that's not the case and you both want the same thing and you have the same starting point, amazing. But get clear, right? Get clear on what that is and what are you working towards? Um, A lot of people talk about boundaries, right? Or like rules and agreements. Um, I've started to really think about goals and sort of guides for relationships. Like what is our relationship's North Star? Um, Posh and I recently got matching tattoos that say never settle. And this has always been our relationship North Star. Even before we were open, it was like, We're never going to settle for less than we can be as people, less than we can do in the world and for others, and less than we can have. Like, what type of life do we want to have? What types of relationships do we want? Um, And so that's always been, you know, our North Star. Some of our other sort of agreements with each other have been, you know, trust and communication. We never break each other's trust. We're always fully transparent with things. Um, And one of the things that helped really early on was knowing that we never wanted to play with other people out of a place of resentment or a place of feeling our needs weren't being met. And I talked about this in episode 57, and I go really into in deep with it, but it's important to know what needs do you actually want met from your partner and which ones are you happy to and comfortable and excited and curious about getting met outside 
because a lot of times people open up their relationships from a place of this is a need that's not being met. And so I'm going to go get it met. But I, I actually would prefer that it was met from my partner. And that's not a good place to open from. That's That can create a lot of resentment, actually. So there's a lot of nuance here. It's like, let me understand what needs I actually want met from my partner before we dive in and what are we working towards. Posh and I always had a thing where we would never play with other people when we weren't feeling like our connection was solid. And, you know, we were in that place where we felt like, okay, cool. We're meeting all of each other's each other's needs. Our connection is solid. And, you know, we're sort of free to explore and to play. And this was very early on when we were more like monogamish and like more less open. We were like in that interesting space in between, right? And so you're probably like, there's a lot of terms here. What does it all mean? You know, where do we start? Like a lot of people want to dive right into an open relationship or they want to like dive right in and be like, well, I'm polyamorous and amazing. If you know that about yourself, and you want to start practicing, beautiful. But if you're like, I don't know the difference between polyamory and and non-monogamy or, you know, the fact that non-monogamy is an umbrella term for all of these things and that polyamory is very different than monogamish relationships, um, a good place to start for you and your partner before you start doing anything, after you have the conversations, would be to educate yourselves. Now, like I said earlier, Our content gets banned and hidden all the time, but there are so many great podcasts out there, books, um, and things to really dive into. And I just want to highlight some of the ones that I've read or that I've listened to that have been so helpful over the years. The first book that I ever read about non-monogamy was The Ethical Slut. So definitely check that out. It is, I will grab it because it's right here, actually. Um, Janet Hardy and Dossie Easton. It's an incredible book. It's been around forever. And it's it's very basic and it's an easy read. And what I love in here is they really talk about like how to hold those uncomfortable emotions and process and dismantling a lot of the sort of societal norms. Beautiful book. Um, Polysecure. Polysecure by Jessica Fern, who I would love to get on the show. Um, This is a book about attachment, trauma, and consensual non-monogamy. So it's really looking into attachment styles and how we trauma bond. Incredible book um, for navigating more polyamorous situations. And just a really great read, like even for monogamous couples to understand the way that you attach and relate to one another based on your childhood trauma. Incredible book. All right, so here we go, non-monogamy one-on-one. I would also read Dr. Wednesday Martin's book, Untrue. It is one of my favorites. The audiobook, I would say, is the way to go because it's a hefty book, um, and her voice is so great. She also has a podcast with Whitney Miller called True Sex and Wild Love. Um, And last but not least, because I have a free copy of this to give all of you, my dear, amazing friend, Irene Morning, who is also my coach, Um, We work together on focusing on and centralizing pleasure in my life because I have kept myself from that in many ways. Um, She recently wrote a book and it's basically a memoir and a how-to a bit about her life um, and her sort of steps into polyamory. She's also a somatic 
um, body worker and trauma-informed yoga instructor. And her book, The Polyamory Paradox, is free for you. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this episode, and you can get your free e-copy. Those are all amazing resources. And the more you and your partner can understand on the same level and use the same language and have that same education, I think the more successful you'll be. And I mean, as a as an individual, if you're not coupled up right now and you're dating, um, if you want to step into this type of relationship, then you have the opportunity as well to either meet other non-monogamous people who have been practicing where they are or to be the one to educate and open up someone else's mind to it if you find somebody that you really vibe with and they're like, I've never done this before. Um, And you can share this with them. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. The other road to go is podcasts, obviously. Um, An incredible show that's been around for a long time, and they're just a great couple, Emma and Finn from Normalizing Non-Monogamy. I would definitely check out Leanne Yao's work, uh, Polyphilia blog. She's got a super fun and funny TikTok and Instagram content where she does like bite-size educational and entertaining content. She's super fun. Um, she is going to be on the show later this year. I'm super excited. We just recorded an interview together. Um, and if you're parents, you must know uh, Jessica Levity, Day Lover, and her husband, Joe Day Lover, from Remodeled Love. And they also recently released a book, Polyamory and Parenting. They've been polyamorous um, or, or is practicing non-monogamy for almost a decade, I think, Um and they have two two young children, two boys, I think, under the age of three. So for those of you that are parents and you're like, oh, we can't do this because we have kids, you absolutely can. You know, um, I would check out their work. It's amazing. They're such a great resource. And she's posting every single day um, really cool distinctions and topics um, and ways to help you navigate. And Joe actually has a men's group. So I get a a lot of you um, that listen to the show are guys and you're like, this is amazing and I love your show, but where are the sex positive men that are talking about non-monogamy and spirituality, right? Because this work really is emotionally excavating um, and there's so much intersection between sexuality and spirituality left to explore. So Joe has a group, it's a coaching group, and I think it's called Dudes with Feelings, which is just amazing. Um, and I've heard a lot of really great things. I obviously haven't taken it, so I can't tell you firsthand. But it's so important to step into this world, not only because you're going to save yourself from, you know, falling into the pitfalls, but I just had this conversation actually with Leanne where, you know, if you're if you're in the non-monogamy community, if you're a polyamorous person, we're always under a lot of scrutiny. Um, people want us to fail, <laughs> as you heard earlier at the beginning of this episode. People are rooting for us to get a divorce. I mean, I've had people tell me, like, you're going to be a terrible mother. Like, 
I feel so sorry for your future kids. Um, and I think that we prefer when people enter into this with a bit of understanding and education of how to navigate and how to do it in a healthy way. Um, because it's kind of like, okay, you're going to come into our pool. Please don't pee in it because everyone's watching. Um, but it's true. There is a big magnifying glass on polyamory and non-monogamy right now because the whole world is fucking interested. A, because they're curious and they want to do it. But what that means is so many people are waiting to scrutinize it. So do your best to, to educate yourself um, and come into this with the information, with the clarity on what it is you want or you and your partner want for your relationship. So those are some of the resources that I love, that I've personally used and gotten into over the years, um, and just really great people overall. We've also created some things for you right here at Open Late through this podcast and through the questions that you've asked. We created two free tools, one of them being the Open Late Dictionary, which is a series of terms that we use a lot when it comes to non-monogamy. And it's a free downloadable e-dictionary, and it's been illustrated by my friend Madison Girafalco, who is just, it's ah, chef's kiss. It's so cute. It's like stick figures to explain polyamory. Um, and the other one, which I think is going to be the most valuable thing that you can do um, and that you can do with your partner if you're coupled, is take our quiz. We have a less than five-minute quiz. It's free. And right away, it'll tell you, based on your self-reported answers, what style of non-monogamy might be best for you to dip your toes into, whether it's monogamish, whether it's open relationship, whether it's polyamory, maybe it's relationship anarchy altogether. Um, you'll learn a lot about yourself based on the responses. And what I also think is really valuable is when you do this with your partner, you can start to see, okay, we have different tendencies. It'll be very clear if you're interested in a different style of a non-traditional relationship by taking this quiz. And it's just more information, right? It doesn't mean, okay, great, we're going to be on these separate paths. But what it means is we can understand each other better. Um, and, you know, information is just power when it comes to navigating such a wide open road. Um, so please take the quiz. It's linked in the show notes. Share it with your partner or partners. Now you've read all the books. You've listened to the podcast. You've taken the quiz. You're like, Jessica, we've been chatting for 30 minutes and you haven't actually told me how to start practicing non-monogamy. Well, welcome to the non-monogamy club because all we do is communicate and process. No one's actually having sex. Didn't we tell you that? No, seriously. <laughs> no, but um, all jokes aside, getting into non-monogamy, just the same as all of sort of the research and exploration and communicating that I've shared with you, you can go just as slow, right? Sure, you could start by going to a play party. You absolutely could. It's one of the first things we did. We signed up for Lifestyle Lounge. This is like eight years ago, by the way. And we went to, I think it was a Halloween party in Palm Springs. There were hundreds of people there. It was so not our vibe. Um, it was very entertaining and beautiful. You know, there are people everywhere. There are sensual little corners and rooms and people playing. Um, 
But you know what? We ended up watching for a little bit. And then we went home, ordered takeout, got in bed, and played cards. And we had the best night ever. So I guess I'm sharing that story to let you know. You can start in a million and one places. But what I would recommend is starting slow, you know, doing things that are not going to be traumatizing in the very beginning and seeing how you feel about them. You know, we jumped in with an accidental threesome and it was very safe and I felt very held in that space and it didn't bring up a ton of trauma. In fact, just much more curiosity and excitement as we went down that road. Um, But what I recommend for a lot of people is going to a bar with your partner or your date and flirting with other people in front of each other. See how that feels. Or if you're finding that you're, you and your partner are interested in sort of a, we don't really want to know all the details, you know, maybe it's don't ask, don't tell, or maybe it's like, I want to know a little bit, but like only on my own terms. Maybe you, you know, meet someone on an app like Field, which, you know, I, I recommend Field. I think it's a great app. It's come a long way. You could start text flirting and have that banter and see how that feels to you. See how that feels to your partner or the people that you're dating and being really, you know, open about where you are. And a huge step along this journey and this process is the processing of those emotions. So it's also included in this episode because it's how you start practicing non-monogamy. It's not just like, okay, what do we do? How do we go on a first date with someone else? It's like, what do we do with ourselves when our partner is on a date with someone else, right? So plan out your, you know, your tools and your techniques to emotionally soothe. Um, How are you going to handle something like jealousy if it arises? You know, what's the plan you have in place? Are you going to you know, have a night in with your favorite movie and your favorite food and take a bath if your partner is going out with someone else, right? Or if you're planning on doing something together, what's the plan for sort of aftercare with each other, for debriefing? Um, You know, are you going to block off the next morning to go on a walk and talk about it over breakfast? Um, All of that is part of it. Placing these parameters, placing these sort of blocked out time sessions for yourself. Maybe you know that after a big event, you're going to want a more spiritual practice, maybe breath work or a great yoga class or meditation class so that you can come back to yourself and really check in and say, okay, how did that feel? I'm going to integrate that into my life. Um, So I highly recommend going slow, right? As I'm saying, you don't have to jump in the deep end, meet someone on an app and go have sex with them on the first night. Of course, if that's what you want and that's what you're ready for, amen, sister, friend, go get it. Um, But if a lot of this feels scary, just know that you can be flirting um, over the phone before ever even meeting someone. Um, You know, video chats and things like that that became hugely popular during COVID um, would be a great place to start. And then checking in along the way and blocking out the time and the work to do the processing that's going to come along with all this emotional excavating. Because at the end of the day, wanting to be in an open relationship or practice some version of non-monogamy is going to be one of the biggest causes for growth and healing that you maybe will ever have in your life. Um, 
you know, I don't have kids yet. And I imagine that will likely be the, the biggest vehicle for growth. Um, but this is probably maybe number two. Something else I want to share. So we've talked all about, you know, getting the proper education and resources and then doing some, you know, quizzes to find out, okay, what's best for us specifically, the type of people that we are, what our interests are, and then taking the first steps, right? Starting to dip your toes in, starting to actually engage with other people, maybe starting to go on dates, be intimate, right? Have safer sex practices, conversations with people. And maybe now you're actually starting to do things with other people. You're starting to have sex, hook up, go on dates, potentially build relationships. Then what? Okay, so now we are swimming in the deep end. Um, You know, just taking it day by day is a great thing to do and continue to have those conversations with everyone, keep communicating, keeping everyone on the same page. Um, If you are really committed to this lifestyle and you want more support, of course, there are so many incredible um, peer support coaches like Leanne from Polyphilia Blog or Elizabeth Cunningham or Dr. Marie Tuin. I mean, I've had so many on this show. Um, Lauren, my partner, does coaching in this area as well. She works with couples a lot. So you can hear from people who have real life experience. Everyone I just shared with you is practicing non-monogamy. And of course, there's therapy. I think there's a big difference between coaching and peer support and therapy, obviously, two different skill sets. One person is holding a lot of your emotions and trauma and helping you work through them, um, which this type of relationship is going to bring up. However, it's not always necessary. Sometimes we actually just need someone who has the life experience to help guide us, give us great advice. Um, And a coach is going to ask you the type of questions that will draw out of you things that maybe you don't know that you actually know. Um, So I recommend, you know, even if it's just a consultation, a once in a while thing or more consistent, you know, couples coaching, um, you know, that you can work with to also bring you two closer together if you have a primary partner. Um, And a lot of these people have, you know, have a lot of training or expertise in things like kink and power dynamics, which can be so fun to blend into these areas. Um, So if you can and you have the means, I highly recommend working with somebody um, if you are hitting rough patches or if you just want to optimize the entire journey and experience for yourself. So there you have it. This is sort of a roadmap, if you will. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. I've given a very big platter, I think, of things to consider and to try today in this episode. And I really hope it supports you on your journey. Um, I didn't have anything like this when we were starting out. And, you know, that's I'm not like, oh, I wish I did. Because I think doing a lot of this on our own Um, gave me the ability to be here sitting and talking to you about it right now because we really had to create it and navigate it for ourselves. Um, But for many people, this is something that they want to do right now. For us, it wasn't a vehicle. It wasn't like a driving force in our relationship. Like, oh yeah, we want to be, you know, open. It just sort of developed over time in the background till it became our lives. Um, But for many of you, you're like, 
I'm in the driver's seat and um, we want to like turn the engine on and get going. So I hope that this is really helpful for you to be able to do that and to support you on your journey. A lot of the things in here are, you know, meant to help you reflect. Um, So come back to this episode, um, save it somewhere if you can. And let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you still have questions. Um, I am going to record a little bonus, um, which will come out Friday of this week as well. And it's sort of extra little things once you are kind of in it, once you're practicing as things pop up, right? Unforeseen sort of pitfalls or blind spots. I'm going to cover that Um in this next episode. So definitely check that out. We're going to release it on Friday and it's basically a part two to everything we covered today with more of the like, okay, now we're doing it. And these are the scenarios. What do we do in these scenarios? Um, yeah. So I hope y'all have an amazing rest of your week. And as always, please remember to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to it so that it's already downloaded um, each week for you. And it really helps us with our visibility. Um, Don't forget about the quiz. Take it. Screenshot your responses. If you're out and you're public, I want to know. DM me them or screenshot them and tag us so that more people know about this quiz and can take it. Um, I'm sending you all so much love. See you next time. 